1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. And today on the show, we've got must-hear music with Billboard's deputy editor, Digital Joe Lynch. Uh, As always, Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. And in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun charts, stats, and stories new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. But before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast and all of our children like must-hear music, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So today on Must Hear Music, Joe and the team will be chatting about new music, from Pusha T, Christina Aguilera and Demi Lovato on their uh, big fiery collaboration, and Jay Balvin. Uh, Pusha T, you may have heard that he's in the news lately uh, with his uh, back-and-forth beef with Drake. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that affects his album uh, on next week's Billboard 200 album chart. Right now, it looks like it's going to debut in the top five. Um, of course, this Pusha T album is called Daytona, um, and it's only actually a slim seven songs believe it or not but still it could actually debut in the top five that will give him his second top 10 album um and then of course next month we are scheduled to get next month meaning june next month we are scheduled to get the new drake album so how big will drake be when it comes out well let's focus on pusha t first let's hear all about his new music and his new album on must hear music, <music>
2: Hello and welcome to the Must Your Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. And Tatiana Cirasano. Hi. And uh, how are you guys? How are you guys on this fine day? Mm.
3: Mm. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Great. Yeah. (laughs) It's
3: been a a day, but we're doing good. (laughs) Off to a
2: real strong start with this. (laughs) Yep. Um, Well, before we dive into it, um, I wanted to say, uh, stick around after we chat. Um, We have, I think, six songs we're going to talk about. Uh, and then I have an interview with Sadie Dupuis, uh, the lead singer of Speedy Ortiz, who have a new album, Twerp Verse Out, uh, which is excellent. It's I mean, she had a solo album, Sad 13, which was very good. yeah. And But now Speedy Ortiz is back, um, which is like the slightly more rockin' side um, of her sonic palette. But she kind of brings in some of the like electronics that were on her solo album. I need to listen. It's excited. really good. It's really good. I should
4: mention Joe's t-shirt for those who can't see all of you. Yeah,
2: I bought the t-shirt. I was I saw them in concert. I've seen them a few times. But it's I was a fun like, shirt. It's a really good shirt. Yeah, it's good. I don't even know what's. It kind of looks like, like you mer- colored
4: it with crayon yourself. It does, yeah, it looks like it's
2: like a mermaid situation. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good shirt. Good album. Good interview coming up at the end of this podcast. What um, else do you need? Triple threat. All right. <laughs> uh, let's start with. <laughs> the thing that everyone's talking about or at least in the music world um, which is the new Pusha T yep. EP <laughs> plus a diss track
4: oh, um man.
2: but so it's Daytona uh Pusha T's new EP or is it an album what are we calling Considered this Considered
4: an album. A so,
2: 21 minute album. All right.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of what the What will
2: they think of next?
4: All of the albums that Kanye is producing have seven tracks on right. them. Right. So they're, I think they're all considered albums, regardless of the fact that they only have seven songs and they might be very short.
2: Yeah. So. Um. But anyways, though, yeah. thanks for clearing that up. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been like <laughs> so deeply Kanye entrenched. <laughs> in That's everything true. You have. Music yeah, you've been That's working true. on that thing for the magazine. Oh yeah. And you look like it. You look like you've <laughs> really been enjoying that. <laughs> Um, Anyways, so the uh, the EP or excuse me, album. I'm never gonna get whatever. It's twenty. Call it minutes. what you it's want. EP. Yeah. <laughs> um, has uh, basically everyone's talking about it because there's like a Drake diss on it, and then Drake mm-hmm. responded, and then Pusher responded again, and now they're back and forth on Twitter. And Drake um, has a
4: kid is the takeaway.
2: The ki- yeah, Drake has a child that I I thought we knew about to begin with. Maybe I I
4: think people did, but it was never like this blown up really
2: yeah it was never like confirmed or maybe it was rumored or something um but doing what we do here Mm -hmm. since this is the must hear music not the must hear hot goss podcast
4: also a great podcast idea though yeah (laughs) i'm gonna get on that i would listen
2: um i wanted to focus on a song that i just thought was really fantastic and moving so from daytona it's uh santeria um i think actually i forget if it's like the fifth or sixth track um but it's towards the last half Um, It's this really uh, moving song. So Carl Lamar, who's our hip hop editor, um, did a fantastic, really wide ranging interview with Pusha last week uh, that delved into Daytona and also specifically talked about this song um, where someone in his circle, uh, kind of his tour manager, uh, Davon, was murdered three years ago. Um, And this song is kind of him coming to grips with it um santeria is this kind of afro-cuban religious um i can't think of the right word let's just say thing i'm just going to (laughs) say thing that has influences of catholicism kind of one Mm. of those just like hybrid things but it involves like speaking to spirits so you know he's this is a track kind of addressed um to someone very close to him who was killed three years ago um it's really lovely. It's I mean it's not it's not like a lovely song, but it's just really yeah. heartfelt and moving mm-hmm. um and honest. Like a lot of times, you know, there'll be songs to someone who's died and they kind of get very saccharine and this is pretty realistic. This is him kind of like meditating on the fact that like when he was alive he didn't take him or he took him for granted you know as someone who was working for him he would freak, uh, frequently yell at him he would curse him out and you know and that's just how life works like someone's working for you you're in a high stress situation like naturally you're going to you know you're a, a, a rapper. You're going to be yelling at your tour manager or your lawyer at some point And then, mm-hmm. you know, but then they die suddenly and you realize like, oh, fuck, I excuse that one. Uh, <laughs> you're like, you know, I haven't made, you know, I haven't kind of made peace with this person because right. I was expecting, you know, there always to be the next time you could be like, oh, hey, sorry, I blew up at you. Yeah. Um, so it's really it's just a really adult and mature and like not the kind of things you hear spoken about in mainstream music you know usually not to like go back two decades but usually when someone dies you know you get something more like puffy i'll be missing you which is just a very like straightforward like you're dead and it's sad yeah this is this this. really Mm -hmm. has a lot of nuance to it Mm -hmm. um but what did you guys think about santeria
3: um well like we were talking about before i think um daytona is obviously such like a like, a charged album in so many ways, from the the Drake drama um, to the the cover art even. Um, so Santeria really stood out to me, too, as something that's, like, it's Pusha's own story. It's kind of, like, not involving anyone else, and it's so raw and personal. Um, so I was also really impressed by it. really liked it.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this album is great. I'm actually a fan of the fact that it's only seven tracks because <laughs> it's really – accessible to get through Mm -hmm. all of it yeah and like the way i don't know like the cohesiveness of the track list is amazing if you listen all the way through the way they just flow into one another but this one did really stand out for all the reasons that you said i mean it's just a very special song especially to hear from someone like pusha Mm -hmm. and like you just said tati especially to hear from him right now Mm -hmm. this is sort of one that like rises above all of the surface level drama right um And I think that's really appreciated. I also love the guest vocals that are in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was
2: was
3: wondering who, like what sample or whatever that is. Did you look it up? Yeah, (laughs)
4: but did you too? Because then I want you to take this one because I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, neither do I.
2: it's, It's spelled 070 Shake. Right. But I don't know if, how you if you It's, it's like probably
4: like 070 Shake or something. I yeah. don't know. So, but not exactly. I don't know. But how to um they're it. also signed to Good Music, which makes sense, but Okay. I'd never heard of them before.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really good lovely.
3: though. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, let's listen to some of it. So, Pusha T uh Santeria. Santeria, excuse me. Whoa. And, uh, <laughs> be, like, into, like, Santeria
4: sounds like a disease. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, anyways, here it is Uh from Pusha's Daytona <laughs> album. At <laughs> the
0: Kremlin, searching for the green like a gremlin. Presidential emblem, presidential tint on the shit that I am driven in. Woo, woo. I just place orders and drop dollars. Rob Wallace roam the grounds. The Glock hollers. The three of y'all too accessible. Seen all the wrong moves. Watching the untouchables. We don't do vegetables. Niggas get flatlined. Welcome all beef. Then we heat them with flat irons. Your plans are fine. Double cross the priest. Hail Mary.
2: Repeat. All right, uh, that was New Pusha. Uh, let's do, actually, I forget who picked this, but Christina Aguilera and Demi Lovato yes. fall in line. Is that? Oh my god.
1: That's a Lindsay
4: pick. pick. That's a Lindsay pick. Yeah. You okay. guys, I listen to this song and find myself suddenly standing up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good it's- way to describe it, though. <laughs> this song is insane.
4: Like, how can you not get so into it? It's like a belt off between I'm, two of...
2: I don't stand up when I get excited, but okay. <laughs> I
4: didn't know I did until <laughs> I found myself <laughs> doing it to this song. I don't know. I love Demi. I love Christina. They just, like, melt one another's faces off throughout this entire song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that they live debuted at the Billboard Music Awards is obviously something to shout out. That was mm-hmm. cool. Um, But yeah, it's just... I love how Christina opens it by saying, like, listen closely, little girls, even though she knows that it's not just addressed to little girls, this is something that can be implemented and, you know, picked apart by everyone. Um, and then my other favorite line is, I think Demi says it, she's like, God forbid you know your own way home. Just making fun of little things like chivalry, sure, like it's sweet to walk someone home, but like, also, you know how to get home, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, the whole thing is very tongue-in-cheek. Um but in a way that still gets the message across that this is like if a if someone rallying... hasn't heard it,
2: what would you say the overall message is?
4: It's a like a feminist anthem for sure. I, I don't want to use the word feminist. It's a women's anthem. Yeah. Um yeah. just like a rallying song about, you know, like not falling in line, even though that's the title, just about doing your own thing and they both say how they've never been one to do that. They've sort of like stepped out of the norm or what's expected.
3: Yeah, and I also feel like um now that this we're sort of in this new wave of feminism, I, I feel like there are some artists that will like sort of take advantage of that and put out a song just because they feel like it's the right. thing that's in, but this was not that. Like this felt so genuine and there was something just very powerful about seeing these two women singing together with such like crazy, incredible voices. Yeah. Um, and with such a good message. I mean, yeah, I, I loved it.
2: Yeah. I mean I think it's um, <laughs> I, I like so it's from coming from Liberation, which we yeah. did a cover story with Christine Aguilera about her. Yeah, we did. Upcoming album. Yeah, we did. Um, I like the <laughs> whole in, in addition to what you guys said that, you know, it's called Fall in Line and then they add in kind of like army marching orders, the like one, two, three, four, like oh, yeah. kind of like an army. I I'm going to say commandant, but that's definitely not the word. <laughs> yeah. This is someone who works mean. in the army. Yeah. <laughs> yelling orders at right. them. <laughs> um, obviously, a world I'm very familiar with. Uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, and I like that. That's a good addition. Um, you know, I mean, the one th- I like it. One thing I will say is we were watching it in the office and someone was like, at the end of it, they were like, it just kind of sounds like they're screaming I at each other. I remember that, too. I remember that, too, yeah. <laughs> because they are. At one <laughs> it's point. sort of fair. At one point, it is just like two people like wailing at each other. I mean, with impeccable, you know, yeah. vocal pitch, but there is a little bit of that. Definitely. But it's not as show-offy as like, usually when you hear that, then you're like, oh, it's just two like powerhouse vocalists, like flaunting it with like no regard kind of for melody that's what i thought it was and be. this is and, and this is not that yeah like, it really and it I still also... is grounded in the song
4: well mm-hmm. right that's the exact point i was gonna make too it it just makes sense like it's almost like a moment of like release or like aggression yeah. about everything they're singing about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i will defend this song <laughs> no, <that's> Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: you can sit down now all right yeah i'm <laughs> sorry <up right> now. <laughs> i'm standing on
4: top of the table <laughs>
2: Um, alright, well let's listen to it. So it's Christina Aguilera, I think is I don't know if it's and or featuring Demi Lovato, but I think a mystery for the and. ages. Yeah. Who um knows. anyways, fall in line, let's listen to
0: it.
2: All right, that was new Xtina and Demi. Um, let's do a Tati pick then. Yeah. So um, what do we have here? We have uh, J Balvin, the song, uh, what is it? Cuando Tu caras?
3: Yes, caras? Cuando Tu Queras. It's, um, yeah. I think, whenever you want, right? I whenever think,
4: yes, that's what I loosely translated yes. to my limited <laughs> <laughs> and forgotten knowledge. My, like, high
3: school Spanish class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm obsessed with the whole new J Balvin album Vibras. Mm-hmm. It's so so good, um, and I kind of couldn't pick a song from that to talk about here. But I I chose this one because I think it's very representative about like how he's kind of a more experimental Latin yeah. artist. Um, obviously, the Latin sound is like really really huge right now. But he's one of those people that's kind of even like ahead of that in the future, like mm-hmm. looking at where that type of sound is going next. Um, So this song, it's just so interesting. It has, like, sort of trap vibes. It has, like, electronic. Um, I love the female vocal that's in there that I don't... I was trying to figure out who it was, and I couldn't find credits anywhere, but I love it. (laughs) Um, So whoever that is. Um, But, yeah, uh, I just think it's honestly a jam.
4: Yeah, totally.
3: And I really like what Belvin is doing, so...
4: Yeah, I think this album is great. I love the album art. It's like the cutest little constructed monster. So <laughs> I don't cute. even know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this song is super catchy. I'm just really happy to hear, even though Mijente is on the album, I'm happy to hear that overall it's pretty diverse from that. It's super diverse from that, yeah. Yeah, which I think is really nice to know that, you know, that was like a hit that quote unquote broke him. He's been around for a while, but um, <laughs> it's nice to know that he didn't dip deeper into that. He still did right. what he wanted to do on his album. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I really like the song. I mean, I agree with what you said. I think it's interesting in terms of like kind of him being on the more like pushing things forward in mm-hmm. terms of progressive sounds. Um, yeah, usually you don't hear Um like he goes kind of like a looped vocal thing he's like right. having a little fun with noises um there is like the sort of <laughs> one really of those noise i can't, we have we talked about in this Funny podcast before <laughs> no like those noises i just picture
3: him in the studio like clicking buttons that kind of like up
2: vocal thing that like <laughs> yeah, is has been on okay. everything from like slow hands to the little a million like you but yeah. it's not yeah. a loop, but it's kind of like Something that like thing that. there's a little yeah. one of those on there so like
3: so it's like a swoop
2: yeah yeah
3: I just woke myself up with that.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: She's standing again. Oh my god. Um, no, I like it um, a lot and the uh, the cover art reminds me of I don't know if there's a sort of cult famous Japanese horror film called Houseu and it looks a lot like that. I, think oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't about. know so what you're talking about. I would say but look it up, to. compare the cover of uh, J Jay Balvin's Vibras to Houseu. Who knows, I think there's a similarity ambiguous. there. It might be. It really might be. Um, but yeah, so let uh, were you guys in the, did you see him when he was mm-hmm. in the office? Yes. Uh, how was, how was that? Cause I, I was busy, so I missed it very sadly.
4: <laughs> we get it. You're busy. <laughs> <I'm>, I <laughs> might just be yeah. a little busier than you. I can't <laughs> hang
2: out with every star that waltzes in the door.
3: Um, he's, he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. He's he like the most humble person I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. He called himself an emerging artist, which was cute. Oh, I was like, you're not emerging. Adorable. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. Wow. Yeah. And he also um I have to give a shout out to his Louis Vuitton tracksuit which was great. Oh man. <laughs> As it would be um yeah, he had a great outfit, but
2: Yeah. It sounds like you're talking about me, most humble person you've met, <laughs> Louis Vuitton tracksuit. Like so many similarities. Obviously, so similar. <laughs> um <laughs> my head. <laughs> All right, well let's listen to it. Uh Jave Belvin, song is Cuando tu Caras. Uh and this is from Vibras. Hasta <laughs> la mañana sin.
3: David eres <laughs> lo mejor, cuerpo perfecto y cara sin error, con poca ropa por si acaso hace calor,
2: Alright, uh let's do what else
3: Another do we e have? Pick? Yeah.
2: I wanna do no the other Tati pick. I wanna do oh. uh okay. Maggie Rogers Falling Water. Yes. Uh, love her. But love you, her. you talk about talk about this song.
3: Sure. Um so she's back. Yay. <laughs> um with a very Maggie Rogers song. Yeah. <laughs> um It's funny, I was actually, I I remember somebody brought up, like, talking to her about her upcoming work and her saying that it was very different um, from her previous stuff, um, which was interesting because the song is, like, very much in line (laughs) with her usual work, but I still love it. I mean, it's, uh, I don't even have, like, that much deep stuff to say about it. I just think it's Mm. a really beautiful song. Um, And she, for what it's worth, like, she does nail that specific sound that she's created for herself. It's, like, this folksy Almost like wind chimey um, sound. Yeah, I like that. And her voice is just gorgeous. So, yeah, yeah
4: I did. I noticed on the song she seems to be using her voice more. I feel like yeah. that's one of the things she's figured that's out the most true. in between mm-hmm. her EP and this song. Like there's just a little more power and gust to it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm Maggie Rogers to me. I love her. And I'm surprised I'm not like sick of her yet because I feel like (laughs) at this point she's just like here you know like you know Mm -hmm. what to get from Maggie Rogers she's on the festival circuit she's she like is popping up places now with the national on stage I feel like she's just an
2: emerging artist still like
4: but that that's why it's so weird because she is but at the same time I feel like she's been around so long. yeah it's only been what like two years since Alaska yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so she's just like in this weird lane right now um I feel like we all think she's been around forever just because Alaska lived the longest life. <laughs> like, people yeah. kept rediscovering the Pharrell story over right. and over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not mad that she's doing more of the same. Because I, like you said, I love right. what she does and it's yeah. her own sound. But I am curious to hear if the album is more different. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like, promised. <laughs>
0: Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I really like, I still, excuse me, I still love Alaska. I'm not Mm -hmm. sick of it. Um, She's, I saw her live for the first time earlier this year. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. It's just a lane I like. It's sort of like folky songcraft, yeah. but electronic tinges. And that's something I really enjoy. Those kind of like early Ellie Goulding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's, I mean, there is, there are plenty of people doing that, but there's not, I guess, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like there's right. that many people doing it. Like, or at least She's they're not like breaking through. Yeah, she feels like sort of providing something fresh for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I'm I'm excited just to to hear more and um I mean I I sort of agree with what you're either saying or implying though that it's <laughs> it's similar to what we've heard and I would I'd be happy to hear something that's shows a little define. more like experimentation mm-hmm. but Yeah. um Or maybe the other way, like maybe do we want her to go and just like the total like Max Martin pop route and... No. All right, so there we go. Right, like that's the thing,
3: like she has a good thing going, I don't know if I want her to change it, I don't know.
4: I swear, I feel like I read this or heard this somewhere that they wanted to put her with Max Martin and that didn't Mm -hmm. interest her. Yeah. Interesting. that's cool. I could have just made that up though, probably did. But then again, (laughs) I mean... um.
2: You know, Robin's Body Talk, like that, has a Max Martin song, and that's still one of the most like progressive weird pop albums of the last ten years. That's true. So,
4: no hate to Max Martin. Yeah, no, yes. no, he's exactly. he's good.
2: One of my one of my favorite Maxes. Oh yeah, um, certainly. <laughs> uh, anyways, enough about this. So, Maggie Rogers, Falling Water. Let's listen to it. All right, that was new Maggie Rogers uh, this is let's do another one of my picks uh, so I have Courtney Barnett a uh, song called Charity from her new album whose title I don't remember what's Ooh, the new album I actually <laughs> don't
4: remember it either um, me either
2: anyways though I will I will Name look it up
4: Nameless Faceless that, I know that's a song on the album yeah
2: I don't think that's it um, but anyway so tell Courtney- me
4: you're pretty tell me I'm pretty
2: let's just let's just <laughs> I keep need to know. throwing out <laughs> titles uh that's no, gonna bother me. Tell me.
3: I'm pretty.
2: Tell me uh tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you really okay. feel. Ugh.
4: Is tell me I'm pretty a song. So, no.
2: often... oh, right. <laughs> I think you just want to be told Damn you're pretty. It. Well, can
4: someone just tell me that already? <laughs> you're pretty you're looking, like, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Gosh, a girl's gotta really dig. Yeah.
2: Um, alright, so wow, that was quite a diversion. Uh so Courtney Barnett Charity from New Album. So this is her second album is Courtney Barnett, she had an album not really that long ago with Kurt Vile yeah. um, that we talked about and had mixed feelings about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that album, uh, a lot of sea lice was a little little too much of him and, and not in a bad way. I like Kurt Vile a lot, but yeah. um, I wanted to hear more of kind of her like, uh, like she has a, a bit of a punky energy sometimes and mm-hmm. he's really more laid back. And yes, it was a very definitely. laid back album, their collaboration. Um, so I'm happy <clears throat> with this one. I mean, there's nothing quite as, um, quite as like really loud as, um, oh, what was the? I'm trying to think of. God, I'm really just blanking. Pedestrian <laughs> but, at best. Yes, pedestrian at best from the first album. There's yeah. nothing that like really rocks that hard. But um, yeah. charity is, I think, the third song on the album, um, and I really like it because it just has a little more like kind of like chugging forward energy Mm -hmm. that we didn't get from her last collaborative album. Um, I mean, she still like has that sort of like slacker persona. Um, you know, like there's a bit of a, a lackadaisical drawl in her voice. Um, you know, the lyrics are things like, you don't have to pretend you're not scared. Everyone's just as terrified as you. Yeah, Like it's definitely like that nineties, like generation X, not that she is a member of that, but styled lyrics. Um, but yeah, but then there's it's kind of offset by the fact that the, the music has some forward motion, which reminds me um, a bit of like Stephen Malkmus at his best, mm-hmm. when there's this really kind of like he sounds like he doesn't care the way he's delivering the lyrics, but the music has a lot of like propulsion to it. It's a very um, good way to yeah,
0: describe do that down very well. <laughs>
2: Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Courtney Barnett, Charity, what, what did you guys think?
3: I don't know. If <laughs> so I could dot that explanation. Um, uh, well, one thing I would add is I like that um, she always has a little bit of humor yeah. mm-hmm. in her lyrics. Um, so even though like some of these topics can be uh, sort of depressing and dark, yeah. they're like funny. Like there's a part where she sings like, "Oh, everything's amazing" or something like that. But it's like obviously sarcastic. I was going to mm-hmm. mention the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and She's it's like, like you like must funny. be having so much fun. Right? I feel like you could hear her mm-hmm. saying it like that. Right. So I like
4: that. Um, yeah, I think this is a good song to highlight because overall I would say that this album is a little darker almost than her debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like you hear some of Kurt Vile's influence on this too, like a little leftover from their collaboration, mm-hmm. just because some of it is slower and it doesn't hit quite as hard as, like we said, Pedestrian at best, but I still love it. I also think I forgot, uh, I should have written this down, I forgot what song it is, but one of them's somewhat political of her. Do you know which one I'm talking about?
2: um i don't know it doesn't matter I
4: but i just i think she's doing she's doing a little more with the lyrics on this one the first album yeah. they were like they were super funny one was about roadkill you know <laughs> this one yeah. she's like stepping it up a notch yeah
2: yeah no that's a good point um i like i mean yeah i'm I'm not like it's not like for me it's not like a total home run this album but I, yeah. i'm listening to it a lot so
4: right I
2: Same. Alright, cool. Uh so Courtney Barnett Same. uh the song's called Charity.
1: Just makes
2: Right, uh next and I think last, we yep. have uh, Nikki. song is Newsflash mm-hmm. with an exclamation point. And this is a Lindsay pick. Um this song is so fun. I don't know anything about this artist, so... Let me tell you about so her. Tell me. <laughs> so
4: Nikki, she's 19 years old. She's 19? Yes. What? I cannot. All of the music I'm listening to right now is by like 19 and 20 year olds. Wow. Uh, so she fits in that. Once but- you're
2: drinking age, you... Your talent is gone. Basically.
4: Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Once you can legally drink, you lose all your skill. Um, but so, anyway, she's nineteen-year-old Indonesian artist and producer. She she I would also call her like an MC almost the way that she at least delivers this track. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her debut EP. Uh, she signed to Eighty Eight Rising, which is a collective that a lot of us here are pretty interested in. They have Rich Brian. They have hmm (laughs) (laughs) joji right yes they have joji yep um and a few other big names they're all working together on something upcoming but yeah this is her debut ep zephyr and this was the single so they released the ep with the video for this at the same time but i don't know this is like a very fun song uh I know Tati was jamming out to it the other day. I have
3: not stopped <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. But I can't believe she's nineteen. I mean, I wish I had that much insight into relationships at nineteen. Like right? when she's the way she talks, I'm like I wish she's she... like newsflash, I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey Nikki. <laughs> yeah. And um it's funny, Joe how you like mentioned with the explanation point, because I feel like that's actually important to the song. <laughs> it, yeah. it is. That she's kind yeah. of like newsflash, like yeah. it's, yeah. it's no, you it, said again it it's correctly. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also love the part where she like lists off like these girls girl's names i feel like that's a thing that's been done in like 90s rap before Mm -hmm. and like she kind of evokes that and it's it's cool um oh and this is like random but i also really like the the, like it's is it like a trumpet or like you know what i'm talking about there's like a horn sort of sound it reminded me a little bit of whitney oh Mm. you know I'm talking about. I can see that.
4: Yeah, Whitney um, the
2: the rock band. Yes, we, okay? Whitney, my favorite yes. Chicago rock. Band. I feel like we have um, to make that clearer because yes, I hear yes, Whitney. I'm thinking. <laughs> I
4: actually bought a T-shirt of theirs last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always on my mind. They have good merch. Such good merch. Um, but anyway, I believe yeah. we meant a different Whitney.
3: <laughs> no, I meant Whitney the rock bands Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they use this sort of like trumpet. Wait, sound. I we
4: were being sarcastic. You actually meant okay. now i'm confused so we're talking about whitney in the chicago rock band yes Yes, not whitney
3: um anyway there's like an instrument in there It kind of sounds like a trumpet um but it's it's really lovely and that's all i wanted to say about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i liked this i like this a lot um it reminds me of kind of the the combination of, like, kind of the, uh, like, it's a little Baroque pop, a little indie Baroque pop mixed with, like, a more R&B beat. Yeah. yeah. Um, which kind of reminded me of some of uh, Gabrielle Garzon Montano's stuff we've talked about on this podcast before, I believe.
4: Interesting comparison.
2: Um, it's not, like, it's not a dead ringer in terms of sound, but it just, yeah. it's sort of, it scratches a similar itch for me, mm-hmm. I guess. Um,
4: yeah just in terms of like fusing together
2: yeah some different things and and, and genres that you don't often hear like that's not a, a typical thing people are doing yeah Um. like wait who were we talking about earlier oh well like Maggie Rogers like mm-hmm. yeah like sort of like what the things she's combining like we've heard that a few times but this is, is pretty right. innovative mm-hmm. I would say yeah Um. Totally. and 19 at that so wow. yeah so crazy I feel um, so
3: unaccomplished <laughs> yeah <Yep.
2: laughs> Same Alright so it's Nikki which is N-I-K-I all caps, all caps. Mm-hmm. And important. then Newsflash <laughs> Is the song I
3: ain't got this with you I can do better than you. Life is just, I'm proud I baby. so shady, Extra shade ain't even necessary.
2: All right, so that was our news flash. Um, <laughs> and in an actual news flash, uh, stick around right now for a chat with Speedy Ortiz. Uh, before we do that Thank you Lindsay and Tati For swinging through The Must Hear Music Podcast <laughs> As we do <laughs> Sharing your thoughts Etc, cetera, etc cetera. Yep um, Alright Thank you for listening And uh, here is my chat With uh, Sadie from Speedy Ortiz
3: I wanted
2: All right, hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I'm here with Sadie Dupuis of uh, Speedy Ortiz.
5: Hi, you forgot which project I was here for I was was for a second, I was like, wait, are we here
2: for Sad 13? Nope, we're back to... I can't even remember. Yeah, well, that actually, we might as well just talk about that quick. So your last album was a Sad 13. (laughs) Yeah, I
5: think the last time I saw you was... Was was it for this podcast? It was for this podcast,
2: this exact same podcast. Nice. Um, And now you're back with Speedy Ortiz. Yes. Um, So what's... I mean, I guess, you know why back to speedy you know what was the the impetus i missed how does that... i missed
5: my bandmates you know yeah it's nice to play with people you've been playing with for seven years is it that long maybe like six yeah i think that's somewhere in there right
2: yeah i mean you would know better than i but...
5: oh maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but yeah i mean so the you know why i guess when you're writing these songs is is it any different to be like all right now i have to write a speedy song versus um you know like a solo thing
5: um I think most of the stuff for the solo record I wrote in a really short time period, mm-hmm. specifically writing it for a solo record. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple songs that I wrote around that time that I was like, this is too good to use for this. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be more fun with my bandmates. So there is actually, I think, one song on the new Speedy record that was a demo for Sad 13. Okay. Um. And vice versa. Like, I think... Even on the the Sad 13 record, there were some songs that I'd been thinking about doing for Speedy, and for whatever reason, they never worked out, so I right. put them on there. Yeah. Um, so I think the big difference is, like, will it be good if I play everything and produce it, or <laughs> yeah. would it be served way better with, like, my very smart bandmates playing on
2: right. it? Um, I mean, I've heard, so the album's Twerp Verse, yes. the, the third Speedy, Um. And I've heard, I think, three songs from it, and they're all great. I mean, oh, I always love Speedy. Well, you should have the record. I should have the record. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> no, I'm Called sure out. my email does, like, whenever I get the um, the promo jukebox, pro- it just links. goes right goes to the to promo junkyard. Yep. Yeah, it's impossible.
5: Um, I had to promo jukebox. For, I mean, people listening don't know what this is, maybe, but it's like how you send watermarked records. Yeah. And I needed to listen to something on the record the other day to figure out how to play it and i realized i didn't actually have it on my computer so i had to promo jukebox myself the record that's pretty funny Uh,
2: um okay all right so i do have the album (laughs) you've been called out i've been called out well, um, I'm glad you like the three songs. I love from the it three songs, you heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk about one of them because we're going to premiere it—the video know. for it. Uh, villain, yes. So, well, I mean, I want to talk about the video, but I want—I guess—lyrically wanted to talk about it first because it re- like the the kind of message behind it reminded me of Get a Yes on, yeah. the solo album. So, and
5: it predates Get a Yes by oh, really? quite a few years. Yeah, um, I feel like I wrote this song. And kind of had it shelved for a while. It's I wrote it in, like, 2014. Okay. So it's an old one that we're, we're finally recording and doing. We've always mm. wanted to do something with. But it um, yeah. took till now to figure out how to do it. Um, so when I wrote Get a Yes, I was kind of like, this is the positive version of this other song that I never right. released. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, very, like... I mean, I hate to use the word powerful because it seems so generic. But it is, like pow- like, it's basically, you know, like you're talking about this guy who you say no to, and he takes that as an all right. And it's like, what kind of world does this person live in where they look past your answers? Um, that's interesting. You wrote it four years ago though, cause it seems like especially timely now. Cause like everyone. Yeah. Is and it's funny, like we it.
5: recorded it. Um, so when we were recording this record, we recorded it all the way through in, um, fall of 2016. And then mm-hmm. we kind of scrapped most of it. And, um, recorded new songs in yeah. february so in between there was an election that um right nobody was too happy with yeah so that uh villain is actually one of the songs that we had done um the first time around yeah so it's um yeah it was important for us to record it and to put it out and um interesting too that i think so many other people have felt um the imperative to share these kinds of stories now. Right. um i think like camp cope for example, had a song mm-hmm. on their record that's sort of similar and obviously yeah. the Me Too movement. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, of course it's sad that, like you said, so many people are, are conditioned from childhood to ignore people's answers. Yeah. But um, I think it's great that so many people are sharing stories and kind of finding community with one another and yeah. sort of looking in a real way at how to address these issues, um, not only amongst, like, the adults who have disregarded people's uh, Mm -hmm. wants for so long, but also for, like, kids growing up and um, learning about consent and sex ed, which is, like, why I wrote Get a Yes. I was like, let's do a fun song about (laughs) uh, how important consent is. But it's also important to talk about um, the bad stuff, too, I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I think that is what's so important, like what you mentioned with, like, kind of the next generation, because it is a conditioning thing. Sure. So it's kind of like, you know, like how early, you know, if you grow up with these movies where people... You know, just kind of like keep pushing themselves on someone, and sure. then it works. You're like, oh, I guess that's how these things work. Yeah, it's it, like you it's kind of funny.
5: It's a- There's another song on the record that's called um, "Can I Kiss You," and it's sort of like satirizing the rom com trope of the person yeah. who just keeps trying, and like yeah. at the end, it's romantic because the right. other person finally gave in. It's not romantic. Just yeah. listen to people
2: exactly, which ties back into what we were talking about yes. just a second ago. <laughs> Crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god. Um, which is so my good. absolute favorite. I know it's such an incredible show. Um, But without going down that rabbit hole. um, So the video, the video is super interesting. You have a man with a fish head. Yes. (laughs) So what was the like concept behind that? Like, where did that come from? Um,
5: Well, the director is our friend El Schneider, who I actually went to summer camp with when I was a tiny little kid. Nice. Um, We've known each other forever. And she did the My Dead Girl video for us a couple years ago that Mm. was all like David Lynch characters um, reinterpreted. So, um, I kind of approached her with this song and was like, here's a song, here's what it's about, but we don't want to be super literal or heavy handed with mm-hmm. it. Um, and she knows that we love doing genre stuff and yeah. monster stuff. And we kind of came up with this idea. I think they wanted to use, um, an actual like movie monster that was copy, copy, Wait,
2: copyrighted, copyrighted. What, yeah. what do you say? I think it's copyrighted, okay. not writ, copyright. Copy, okay.
5: wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we wound up doing this sort of like fish head, and, and we kind of liked that because it was, um, you know, gender ambiguous and could yeah. show that this stuff, um, you know, although a vast majority is um, cisgender men, but yeah. really it, yeah. it can be anyone who's um, ignoring your personal space and needs. Um, right. And so she kind of had it, we um, were going through these various scenarios in which sometimes people put up with harassment and sometimes you've had enough mm-hmm. and... Um, very stylized, color-blocked. Yeah. It the, was really fun the to The color-blocking is incredible. Yeah, she did such a cool job. Like, I showed up to shoot this, and I knew she'd do something amazing, but um, just seeing it in action, it was so fun.
2: And did she pick out, like, you have those great glasses? The oh, kind yeah, of, like, she styled sharp, it, too. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, good stuff. Thank you. Um, but let's talk. So you brought some recommendations, yes, which I always appreciate. Oh, we should
5: start with the Go Team one because I feel like it's kind of related to the topic we were just talking about.
2: All right, let's start with. So yeah, the Go Team. The answer is no. Now, what's the question? Yeah, is exactly. The song. It's
5: like this really poppy, cute, summery song that I think like the narrative theoretically about someone turning down a proposal, mm-hmm. but it's also the chorus. I really am uh, digging into this philosophy, which is like. Isn't it hard to say? Maybe it's, I think it's maybe for some, but not for me. And it's like about mm-hmm. saying no and like yeah, um, that's a great honoring line. when you want to say no and like doing that. Something that certainly like any of us who are addicted to working like <laughs> could yeah. learn from. Uh, and for that's other reasons, true. so I really like the song. It, I got to see them play it last night. Yeah, and, uh, I was losing it. It's so good.
2: Yeah, they were. You said they were great. They right? were. It
5: was like one of the best band performances i've ever seen actually i'd never seen them live but um everyone plays every single instrument it's kind of amazing yeah
2: they're like a like a joyous explosion of energy Mm -hmm. the go team i saw i saw them probably seven years ago but it was uh, it was so good still amazing yeah i'm glad to hear it's still amazing um And oh, and then the other one, one of the other ones, uh, "Alice in Wonderland" featuring Buddy. Yeah, uh, cry. I love love her. Yeah, she's she's great. I mean, there's like so few like female artists in the kind of like EDM space who like make festival headway and like like, actually get on the bill, and like she's one of them. And her
5: songs are also just so good. It's not just like vibe music. It's like really, really, really catchy. And I. um... I picked this because I. So her 2015 album, Run, is that what it's called, I think?
2: I don't remember, but it, I remember the it album. It was one of my yeah. favorite records that year. Yeah. And
5: the other day, like this past weekend, I had a song stuck in my head from the moment I woke up until mm-hmm. like 3 a.m. And I downloaded that app, Soundhound, where you like sing into the phone. What? So it'll guess what it it'll, I don't It even can like know what it is. Know- it I didn't mean, work. I'm... It couldn't tell me. <laughs> I made a voice memo and was texting friends like what is this pop mm-hmm. song it's from a couple years ago the person isn't american i don't think these are the lyrics Trivia like what is it yeah. and at like 3 a.m i was like oh my god it's alice in wonderland like i wonder what she's up to mm-hmm. and it turned out she'd released this new record the day before wow Um, i hadn't That's... heard this song i hadn't seen any of the press for mm-hmm. it which is weird because i feel like strange. there must have been a lot of it she's pretty big yeah so somehow I missed it all, but I love her and I love her. But this like the universe
2: pinged you and was I like, know, like, check out
5: this song. You better you better remember her right now.
2: Yeah. Um, um, it's good. I like the, I mean, the what is the chorus? I want to make, a, a, grown I just wanna make cry. a grown man cry. But it's
5: something. also like a cute like love song yeah. too. Right. It's um, like I
2: love you. I want to have sex with you, but I want to make yeah. you cry too. I believe
5: it's, I just want to fuck you all the time. I mean Is cussing okay? Cussing is fine. It. Yeah. We, okay. It's, it's too late now. Cool. No, it's totally acceptable. Alice in Wonderland just Alice wants Wonderland. To, to fuck him all the time.
2: Yeah, exactly. If it's a quote, then I feel like it's totally safe. And right? she says
5: yeah. that they both like lemonade and anime, and that's like why <laughs> it's adorable.
2: Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah, those two, those things combined, very adorable. Yes. Are you an anime fan? Or I
5: definitely was a, a big anime head as a kid. Yeah. I have a custom guitar that I designed to look like Sailor Moon's guitar. That's pretty extreme, um, but very cool. Big like Tenshi Muyo fan, like mm-hmm. uh I was all over the the Tsunami. Yeah, um, I have say,
2: I dabbled, I wasn't in it. A no? ton. Yeah. The um, la- the
5: Sad 13 records named after a character from um Paranoia Agent, which is another
2: I don't even know anime. That one. I know uh Neon Evangelion, yeah. right? That that one I saw a bit of nice. when I was a kid and I liked that, but didn't get didn't go all the way.
5: I feel like I'd be I'd be lying to say I'm deep in the anime now because um so many of my friends actually are like right up with what's new. Yeah, th-
2: you have other things to do. I'd
5: say like 1997 to like 2004. Yeah, I was I was in it. I was going to the mall getting uh. A- subtitled VHSs. nice
2: yeah well that was exactly it it was so hard to get into yeah. you had to like buy all these vhs just to like yeah
5: and the american versions would be like horribly dubbed and like, mm-hmm. censored in weird yeah homophobic ways
2: yes um, and very like kind of violent i remember a friend of mine whose parents were like too religious like he would ha- they would like look in his room for his anime and he would like bring it to school and i would have to hide it at hide my it house, house at for days wow very strange um, I still have a few. Of what a, those you're a good friend,
5: though. I am a, taking yeah, that
2: contraband. I took the contraband for him. Um, anyways, though. Okay, so the next song that you brought, um, I hadn't heard of this group, Sieve. Yeah. So
5: yeah, this was my like out, outlier. Yeah. So so tell me um, about Sieve. So M from Sieve is uh, used to be in a New York project called It's Cool, mm-hmm. um, and also plays in the band Corey Flood from Philly. Um, who are great, and this is the first song they've released. I think mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's kind of that I don't know whatever wave of no wave we're on in Philly right now. Right, but I feel like they fit in really well with like um, Palm or like um, Old Maybe bands like yeah. that. Uh, so I really like the song.
2: I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I like it's. I kind of always yeah like the unmelodic like speech yeah. sing thing. But it's
5: so like, it's like it's got that like cute element that Palberta kind of has too. Like yeah. Um, it's a, it's a it's a bop. It is kind of a, it, well, it does have a groove. Like it's yeah. not
2: melodic but it has a bit of a groove to yeah. it. Um yeah, bop is an interesting. I mean,
5: I <laughs> I'm the only one who's going to call know if it a qualifies bop, maybe, as bop. But...
2: maybe. No wave bop. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. That's the maybe next Maybe someone out
5: there will also find it a bop and we mm-hmm. can we can go to the gig together.
2: Right. Um cool. Well, let's uh actually let's listen to that one. Uh so Steve, the song is of course, right? Yeah. Okay. here we go. Alright, that was Sieve, of course. That was No Wave Bop, courtesy of Sadie from Speedy Ortiz. Um well, It's
5: my favorite kind of Bob. Yeah. This is the
2: it's the only kind, right? Yeah. Um Well before I let you go, is there so the album, Torp Verse, is there anything else uh, you want to talk about with it? Or like
5: you Oh know, my gosh. You
2: you feeling great to be back in band mode now? Yeah,
5: it's nice. Um we've been Starting to play... Because a lot of the songs we haven't ever done live before. Yeah. Which is kind of um, a move we made on the last record. I think that for us, like, starting with the studio version and then translating it to live just makes the arrangements way more interesting. Yeah. Um, which is different from how we did our first record. So right. this record... um, still kind of figuring out how to do it live there's so many synths on it and having toured with sad 13 for the past year and a half i'm like i don't want to play a synth live anymore yeah so now i've got all this um i have a whole pedal board for like making synth sounds on guitar which has been really really fun and uh, that seems
2: like a lot could go wrong though
5: yeah there's more more gear on stage than before um heightened stress mike our drummer is playing with a sample pad which he had never done Mm -hmm. before
2: this project um that's kind of cool though i mean i love synths i'm a big oh yeah synth i mean me too yeah um but yeah so i mean so the album comes out when does it come out oh uh april 27th all right it's april i should 27th. know that yeah right? <laughs> i, I could have looked it up too uh, um so speedy ortiz twerp verse third album uh Thank you for stopping by. Thank
5: you for having me over again. Always lovely to have you by.
2: Yeah, exactly. And thanks for bringing song recommendations. Oh, of course. Um, All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place
3: to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day
1: returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently.